The Sabres can pull to within one point of a playoff spot. A preview of Sabres and Jets next here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Your Locked on Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. We'll have a betting preview at FanDuel a little bit later on in today's show of the Sabres against the Winnipeg Jets. Their second meeting in exactly two weeks. They played hosting the Jets exactly two weeks ago, and the Sabres fell in that game by a score of 4-2. to two. We'll reference it throughout as the Sabres are going to have the same challenge in front of them, Connor Hellebuck starting in goal. But more about the Jets coming in a little bit in my betting preview as well. At Sneaky Joe Sports, to follow the show on Twitter or to follow me on Twitter. And if you want to check out the podcast account, that is at Locked on Sabres. We always love when you drop a comment in our YouTube channel, so you can like and subscribe us there. Drop a comment or a question. We'll read it on the show. Uh, it's always a, a, Also, keep it clean. Keep it coming. We've had a great, great listener base that just kind of keeping it clean uh, on, the, uh, on, the, on the YouTube channel. So appreciate everybody doing that. Uh, a couple of comments that I noticed from our YouTube channel from yesterday's episode. Uh, Mark said the more aggressive play could be a reflection of the confidence in UPL in the nets. That's a reference to Lukanen's record. Lukanen has the fourth best win percentage in the national hockey league. He is, I believe don't quote me on the record, but a 12, five and one. Yeah. Uh, 13, five and one, 13, five and one, the fourth best win percentage. That could be, that could be part of it. Uh, it probably is. I mean, the, the numbers are not incredible. They're good. He ranks 28th out of 65 goaltenders in goals above replacement. His save percentage is right around average in the NHL. Um, he makes some timely saves, though. So, Lukanen, I think, yeah, maybe it has something to do with the team in front of them. Anderson's been great as well. That's not who's playing in net tonight. We'll tell you about that in just a moment. Um, One other comment that I wanted to get in on the show. Hold on. Here we go. Dan. Dan said, when the Sabres make it into the playoffs, they're not going to be an easy team to deal with, especially if we end up landing a piece or two like Meyer or Chikrin. I am done thinking about Jacob Chikrin. I do not think he's going to get traded. The Coyotes for a year now have not budged on their asking price. And for a year now, no team has met their absurd asking price. So I do not think Jacob Chikrin is getting traded. Meyer, however, Every day, I'm hearing a little bit more and more conversation about the Sabres trading for Timo Meyer. I, I'm starting to like it more and more. Don Granato talking about outscoring your mistakes. This is just another score. And a guy that could consistently ride shotgun with Dylan Cousins, give him a prime goal scorer on his line. They would mesh very well together. You keep either Paterka or Lukanen on that line, and you have one of the best top sixes in hockey. So 
I'm more and more liking the Meyer idea. The Sabres have all the assets that they need to get that trade done. Paul Hamilton and GR today said he would be willing to trade Jack Quinn in that trade. I might not go that far with it, but one of the first-round picks the Sabres have drafted is not yet in the NHL, plus a first-round pick. I'm loving the Meyer idea. 30-plus goal score. And it really is about just score, 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 baby. Just outscore opponents. Score five every night. I love that mantra. I love that mindset that Don Granado has instilled in this organization. Meyer would just be, make them overwhelming. I always say this about the Bills and WGR that I want more receivers one after the other. I want more, more, more pass catching options. Why? I want to be like the Golden State Warriors of the NFL. I just want tons of offense. You can't keep up. We are overwhelming you. The Sabres are becoming that in the NHL. They're already second in goals, and they're contacting San Jose about another 30 goal scorer. Not a goalie, not a defenseman. They're like, no, we want another score. I, I love that. I love the boldness of, yeah, we're first in the NHL in goals per game, but what if we got another 30 goal score and then another one? Like it's, it's, oh, I love it. It's the Warriors going to get Kevin Durant, although Meyer is not quite as good as Kevin Durant. Sorry for the comparison. Um, but it's like the Warriors going to get Kevin Durant when they're already the best shooting team in, in, in the NBA. Uh, I love it. So I, I'm really hoping that deal gets done. We'll see. Bunch of teams in it. Who knows if San Jose even moves him? Who knows if the Sabres are even that interested? All we know is they at least have made contact with Mike Greer in the San Jose Sharks. Uh, all right, so Sabres and Jets tonight. We have an Eric Comrie revenge game. Eric Comrie has not played much at all for the Sabres in the last few months. In fact, since returning from injury, Comrie has only played one game. He played on January 10th. And then before that, you have to go back to November 16th for his last start before then. So combined with all the time he spent being out with an ankle injury and the fact that he had lost five in a row in the starters net before that, you got to go all the way back to November 2nd against Pittsburgh for the last win the Sabres had when Eric Comrie was in goal. That's the game, again, this is 85 days ago. That's the game where the Sabres trailed 3-1 to one in the third period, and then it was just goal, 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 goal. They won that game. They were trailing 3-1 to one with 16-39 to go in the third period. They were trailing 3-1. They scored five goals and won 6-3. to three. That was one of those first games of the year where it was, oh, wow, this team can score, and they can score quick. They can just blitzkrieg you like that and take over the game. Thompson scored, Olsen scored, Tuck scored, Oposo scored, Olsen scored again. It was just one after the other. Uh, that is the last game that Comrie won. It's been that long, November 2nd, 85 days ago. He allowed four goals on 29 shots. Not a great game for him in his return to the ice on January 10th against Tampa. Remember, he played that game because Lukanen got sick, couldn't make his start. Anderson had played the night before. And ever since, Lukanen's played really well, and Anderson's played really well. Anderson plays about a game a week, sometimes two, and Lukanen plays the rest, and that's their goalie combination. And I've had no problem with that. I am a little surprised they are going to Comrie in this game. I, I guess they just didn't want him sitting out for months at a time in case they needed him. Uh, so on that front, I guess I get it. But... You know, looking in after a couple of days rest, I thought they would have gone back to him and just ride him until, you know, while he's hot. Uh, but, you know, maybe they're thinking about his workload, not trying to overdo it. He has played a lot of games. I mean, 
since, I mean, he's played 19 games since November 19th when Comrie went down. I'm sure that's one of the higher marks in the NHL. He's been playing night after night uh, with Com- with Anderson, again, being mixed in because of his age. So we'll see. Maybe it's a three-goalie rotation from here on out where I don't really know what you do, though. Because if you have four games a week, I guess you could do Lucan in two, Comrie one, Anderson one. But I just I don't think Comrie's play warrants that. I don't mind him getting a game every other week. You know, if he gets a game every eight games, if you go every eight, let's do 10. 10's a nice round number. Let's do that. If every 10 games you told me that Lukanen's going to get six, Anderson's going to get three, and Comrie's going to get one, that that feels appropriate. If you want to just mix him in, make sure he gets a game here and there. So again, if you need him, he hasn't gone three months without playing. I That I'm okay with. One game for every 10, maybe two. Uh, given despite, you know, depending on the day, but I think this team is at its best when Ukepeka Lukanen or Craig Anderson are in goal. So it, let's see, Comrie's got to prove it, right? Like I don't, I have no doubt that, that Don Granado, if Comrie does not play well, he'll put him right back on the bench for three weeks. Um, if he plays well, then maybe he earns a start next week. And you know, if Lukanen or Anderson start to struggle, it could go up from there, but I'm not betting on that. I'm betting on this not looking great. And we'll see. You know, we'll see. I, I liked Comrie coming into the season. I thought there was a legitimate reason to believe he could be a starting goalie in the NHL. Yes, it was a very limited sample size. We talked about his his path before. Um, but I thought that there was, you know, something there. He had the best save percentage in the NHL last season. Yeah, it was only in 19 games. But, you know, expanded workload, sometimes that can work out. Guy just needs a chance. He had only played a few games in the NHL. Who knows what he is? Uh, 12 games this year. Not good. 883 save percentage down from the 920 save percentage he had last year, which, by the way, he had with the Winnipeg Jets. So sort of a revenge game. That could have played into it as well. Maybe they weren't planning on playing him, but it was, you know, we if we're not, if, if we're going to get him a game at some point, why not make it in Winnipeg for his return against the Jets? Be extra, a little extra juice, a little extra motivation to stick it to him for not giving him a contract. So we'll see what we get from Comrie. Not that optimistic, but we'll see. Uh, Comrie with the Jets, again, that was last year, 19 starts. He had been with the organization before. So Comrie was actually a second-round pick of the Jets in 2013. Once upon a time, he was their Ukepekalukanen. He was their Devin Levi. He was the goalie on the way that was going to, you know, kind of be their number one. Uh, Drafted in 2013, and Connor Hellebuck has turned into the, the most consistent goalie in hockey the last five years. Hellebuck, the year before, this is another point of emphasis on why you can find goalies anywhere. You never know what they're going to become, and that's why you should never pick one in the first round. Comrie's a second-round pick in 2013. Hellebuck is a fifth-round pick in 2012. So there's a point in time where both of those guys are in the organization as prospects. Hellebuck a fifth-round pick, and Comrie a second-round pick. There was a time where Comrie outranked Hellebuck in the uh, the Jets pros- uh, farm system and their prospect system. But, you know, obviously Hellebuck took the world by storm, showed up, was really good right away. It only took him one year to take over that starting job. And b- by the time, I mean, Hellebuck takes over the starting job by the time he's 23 years old, Comrie is just then showing up. And <laughs> I mean, by that point it's over, right? Like you're not wrestling that job away from Hellebuck. Never got a lot of uh, 
you know, he went away, went to Detroit, went to New Jersey, only played four games, came back to Winnipeg. So in and out with the Jets. Uh, but again, his story is highly drafted prospect. But in this league, you know, goalies, you can pick them anywhere and you never know what, what's going to really happen. We'll take a timeout here. When we come back, by the way, rest of the Sabres lineup looks the same. No big changes. Uh, Don Granato has been sticking with his lines uh, for the most part for like three months now. Uh, okay, so that's going on with the Sabres lineup. Same lineup, but we got uh, Eric Comrie in goal. When we come back, we'll tell you about the Winnipeg lineup, any changes for them, and what they're going, what they've got going, coming in goal. Uh, I already kind of gave it away early in the episode, so we'll talk about the Jets, what they've been doing recently since they last played the Sabres, and we'll revisit that Sabres and Jets matchup from a couple of weeks ago. That's coming up here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are presenting by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and we are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America. FanDuel. And if you are new to FanDuel, it's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads, the player props, of course, in hockey. You got the puck line. You've got shooting uh, shots on goal props, goalie props. If you want to bet on an anytime goal score, you can do that there as well. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout for the same game parlay. All on the app. That is safe, secure, and easy to use. So, football fans and hockey fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Sneaky Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast, and they have the Winnipeg Jets for an 8 o'clock puck drop on Thursday night, two weeks exactly after playing the Jets here in Buffalo. And if you remember that game, kind of frustrating. It's one of those games where the Sabres outplayed their opponent, but they lost because they ran into a hot goaltender. Well, they're going to see that goaltender again on Thursday night. Connor Hellebuck is in the starter's crease for Winnipeg. He will play in this game. Uh, They had a day off. He really only doesn't play when they're on a back-to-back. Hellebuck, by the way, is like the one rare goaltender now that plays like every start. Uh, you don't often see the Marty Brodeurs, the Ryan Millers of the world anymore that play 65 to 70 starts. Um, which is what used to happen. But Hellebuck is that guy. Hellebuck last year started 66 games. He started 63 games in 2019. He started 67 games in 2018. Like he is the guy that plays the most in the NHL. Um, part of the reason why Comrie didn't get a long look there in Winnipeg because Hellebuck is in every night. In that game against the Sabres two weeks ago, Hellebuck stood on his head. The Sabres outplayed Winnipeg in that game. The Sabres outshot the Jets. 41 to 26. They had 57% of the shot attempts in that game at five on five, but Hellebuck turned away 39 of 41. Some incredible saves, some athletic saves, diving saves, rebound saves, just everything. Uh, Hellebuck was on point and the Sabres were not able to beat him despite 41 shots. So this will be the big challenge. The Jets are where they are in the standings and that is a good team. They are Second place in the Western Conference. They are a, a they're going to be a playoff team more than likely, and they are going to be a tough out in the playoffs because that's what happens when you have arguably the best goaltender in the world. I know Allmark's stats are better this year, but Hellebuck is second, and he is always in the top five. Um, the Jets are a great team. 
but it's mostly because of their goaltender. Their lineup, you know, it's it's relatively the same from what we saw a couple of weeks ago with a couple of different changes. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois centering the top line with Kyle Connor and Cole Perfetti. Uh, second line, Mark Scheifele, Blake Wheeler, Nikolai Ehlers. Third line, Adam Lowry, who was running around in that game, pissing off a bunch of Sabre players. He's big. He's physical. Sabre stood up to him, but he's going to start stuff. Uh, he is centering the third line with Carson Kuhlman and Morgan Barron. And then the fourth line, Axel Johnson Fallaby. Remember, did he play one game for the Sabres? He was at least with the Sabres in camp at one point. Uh, may have played a game. And then Kevin Stenland and Saku Manolin. On the defense pair, Josh Morrissey, their star defenseman, he made the all-star game. He's with Dylan DeMello, Brendan Dillon, and Neil Pionk on the second pair, Nate Schmidt, Logan Stanley on the third pair. The Jets, since playing the Buffalo Sabres two weeks ago, uh, they have won... Uh, four, no, excuse me, five of eight. Uh, if I'm doing my math right, five of eight here. So they're playing well. You know, they are coming off a loss to the Nashville Predators, two to one. They play a lot of low scoring games. If you look at their wins, they stopped, uh, Ottawa to scoring one goal. They even the, the loss they had against Nashville, they held Nashville to two. They held Philly to three. They held Arizona to one. They held Pittsburgh to one. They held the Sabres to two. Like they are not like the Sabres. When they win games, it's low scoring. It really is two different styles of team going at it. They like to smother chances, get in the shot lanes, block shots. Um, it's a frustrating opponent to play, uh, but the Sabres play well on the road and they can really suck teams like that into a shootout. And when they do that, they win more times than not. They did that to LA the one time. They've done that to other teams, Minnesota. Uh, so I'm optimistic the Sabres can rope them in to a, a track meet. And that's hopefully going to happen. Because if that happens, Sabres could be one point out of a playoff spot. The Sabres are three points back of Washington still. Washington three games at hand. The Capitals and Penguins, who are both three points ahead of the Sabres, play each other on Thursday night. So best result... Pittsburgh winning in regulation, if you ask me. Just don't have the game go to overtime, though. Uh, and if the game doesn't go to overtime, doesn't matter who wins. Sabres win, and you wake up tomorrow morning with the Sabres being one point back of a playoff spot. We'll take another timeout here. When we come back, our betting preview. My three sneaky good bets for Sabres and Jets. That is ahead here on the Locked on Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Welcome back to the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Joe DiBiase here on the show. All right, my three sneaky good bets for Sabres and Jets. Was not not trying to ride there, but happened. Uh, all right, so as we head over to our lovely partners over at FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, again, fanduel.com slash LockedOnNHL, we are looking at the Sabres as a underdog in this game, they are plus 155. The Jets are minus 192 on the money line. On the puck line, the Sabres at plus a goal and a half are minus 158. And Winnipeg at plus 130. Again, if you're not familiar with betting terms, Winnipeg minus 192 on the money line. You have to bet 192 to win 100. For the Sabres, plus 155. If you bet 100, you would win 155. The over-under in this game is at six and a half. Uh, with the... Uh, minus 120 on the over, minus 104 on the under. My first bet of the night, I hate to hate to be a Debbie Downer, but I try not to be a homer. I try to look at this cold and calculated. I am going to be taking this, the Jets on the puck line. I'm going to bet the Jets to win by more than a goal and a half, so two goals or more. 
Uh, could be by an empty netter, of course. That always plays into this as well. Uh, always factored into the odds. But that that goalie, I just I can't pick the Sabres to beat that goaltender. He is incredible. And the Jets win a ton of games that they shouldn't, but that's that's how they're built. So because of Hellebuck and because of the chance of an empty netter, which is exactly what happened, by the way, two weeks ago when these two teams played, I am going to bet the Jets at minus a goal and a half, given that we're getting some odds at plus 130. So you bet 100 to win 130. That's my first sneaky good bet of the night. My second sneaky good bet of the night is Connor Hellebuck at over 27 and a half saves. I think the Sabres will outshoot the Jets in this game. They crushed the over on Hellebuck saves two weeks ago, 41 shots on goal. In this game, I think they'll cruise above 30, sticking with it, even though the last couple times it hasn't gone well. I might give up on it if I lose this one, but I'm sticking with the process for now, and I'm going with the over on Connor Hellebuck, 27 and a half saves. And then finally, my third sneaky good bet of the night, Rasmus Dahlin, over two and a half shots on goal uh, at plus 104. Now, Dahlin had three shots on goal against Winnipeg two weeks ago. He has three or more shots on goal in three of his last five, so he's just barely trending above um, uh, 50-50 on the over there. So I'm going to take Dahlin in the over. Of course, all the minutes that he plays, all the power play usage that he gets, uh, a physical style team, you might get a couple of more penalties called. Uh, Dahlin over two and a half shots. He's been doing it. He's been taking, he's been shooting to score. Um, he's been shooting well also to score. I've got Dahlin over two and a half shots on goal. And that is going to do it for us today here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. So thanks everybody for listening. Enjoy Sabres and Jets. We'll recap it with you tomorrow and we'll look ahead to the next uh, couple of games uh, for the Sabres. They have another road game and then back for a couple home ones coming up. So stay tuned. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on the Locked on Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase.